Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, Elsie Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Gary Sarenverda is founder and CEO of Daisy Intelligence, a preeminent authority on artificial intelligence. The former head of IBM Canada's data mining and data warehousing practices, Gary is passionate about AI and its ability to transform how retailers grow their businesses and establish an edge in an increasingly challenging and competitive environment. Under Gary's leadership, Daisy has established a track record of delivering verifiable financial outcomes for a rapidly growing list of global clients. All right, let's dig in. All right. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice, nice. As we do every single week, first, I want to say thank you for taking the time out. I know that you're very busy and you are actually not in your normal office, but you still found the time to share your experience and knowledge with us. So for that, we say thank you. Thanks very much for having me on the podcast. I always enjoy talking about uh, business and career and entrepreneurship. So looking forward to this. And the second thing I always like to follow up with is tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to where it all started for Gary, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, I grew up with uh, European parents, so with a big hard work ethic. And so that's been always part of my DNA to kind of work hard. And I found that drives success. Uh, The world kind of values hard work and results. And I've always had a desire to change the world. And I started out with a, going to university for aerospace engineering because I love planes and rockets and all things NASA and still do. And you know, when I finished grad school, I started a software company with some friends of mine. And when I got exposed to large companies, I was always thought as a youngster, when you see these big, tall corporate offices and headquarters, that, wow, these big companies must really be super sophisticated and have their act together. And, and in most ways, they are. But I was really shocked at how little math and science businesses use. To, to make operating decisions and being an aerospace engineer and doing all this math and science, uh, I kind of walked into this career opportunity accidentally to bring math and science to business, which I thought would help them operate smarter and make them even more profitable, which would they would then reinvest those profits back into their business and lowering prices and doing so change the world. And 
that's kind of been my mission for the last 25 years, kind of an accidental mission, which is really helping companies make smarter decisions using math and science. Got it. Let's backtrack a little bit and learn a little bit more about you. What's, um, what's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do, I'm a, a couple things. I mean, I'm a huge tennis player, so I play lots of tennis as much as I can. I played competitively all my life, so that's one, you know, sports is a big thing, and then tennis is a big part of that. I also enjoy continual study. I mean, I read physics textbooks and science textbooks to this day, kind of gives me brain food to keep going forward. And uh, I enjoy reading about business. I think uh, tr- trying to figure out how to be a, a good uh, CEO and a good leader and, and how to run business. So those are kind of the, I guess, the three areas of my life, sports, science, and business. You know? So if you had to pick one, what would you say your superpower is? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think my superpower is a vision. I think I'm good at um, aligning people to a mission and a vision. And I think... Uh, uh, that that desire to change the world and building a team around that, I think that's my superpower. One question that I always like to ask because of the different answers that I get is, how do you overcome challenges? And I guess what I mean by that is, what's your methodology when you are presented with a problem or a challenge? How do you approach it? Yeah, I'm very analytical, so I'll think about it. I'll ask lots of opinions of my team around me, whatever, if it's a challenge at the shareholder or board level. I'll talk to the directors and my coaches. If it's a challenge in the company, I'll talk to my teammates, my peers, my direct reports, and ultimately consider all opinions. I'll think about it and make a decision and move forward. So it's a team effort to collect information. And then ultimately, the decision is usually mine as I'm the CEO of the company. So I'll make the, make the hard call. Uh, sometimes I disagree with the input I get. Sometimes I take the input I get. But uh, always uh, think about it carefully, weigh the facts, and then go forward with the best of your ability. If you had to give your top, mm, let's say two, what would your keys to success be? I think perseverance is, is very important and sticking to your vision. I think that, uh, I think persevering over the long haul. And, uh, I was at a talk given by Koshla from, from Koshla Ventures. And he said, you need to survive long enough to have luck fall on your side. So I think that perseverance has been a great strength of mine. And then the passion. I just love what I do and sharing passion and being real and true, sharing your true feelings. I think that is very engaging to customers and investors and employees. So I think perseverance and then complete transparency and honesty and being real. I think those are the two secrets to uh, being successful. So I'm curious to know what made you want to start your own company? You mentioned that you went to school for aerospace engineering, but touch on that a little bit. What was the spark that said, I want to do this on my own? Yeah, I came up with a mission that I thought, I, you know, I, I worked at IBM in my past life. I ran IBM's uh, data mining and data warehousing practice in Canada and was one of kind of their go-to global people for high-end analytics engagements. And I I worked at a company called Loyalty Group prior to that. So I think I had gotten enough. As an engineer, you don't get much business training. So my two significant corporate experiences, I learned a lot about corporate finance and business. And then I really felt I had all the skills. I always was trying to do, you know, you'll be an entrepreneur inside of companies, trying to launch businesses inside of companies. And I think once I 
got to the point where I realized I had all the skills I needed from a, uh, I think that, that business round out. Then I thought, okay, I need to do this myself. I have a mission that, and a vision that I believed in, and I just need to go out there and make it happen. Talk about entrepreneurship a little bit more. I know it's a term that some people are throwing around and, and it's gaining more and more popularity, but go into detail. What is an entrepreneur? I think if you work for a corporation or another business, I think the idea is trying to start a business inside of a company. So it's not your business. So it'll be a new business unit or a, or a new process. So it's, it's taking those entrepreneurial skills and applying them within somebody else's company. And I think that's a lower risk way to start because you're still getting a salary, you're gainfully employed, and it helps you practice your sales skills internally, getting permission. So it's really that you know, running a business inside of an existing company. And I think it's uh, underlooked. I think a lot of young people are in such a rush to go start a company without really having the requisite skills. I can say the most valuable thing I did was work at two corporations and gain all that valuable experience. And I actually started a business unit in both of the companies I was in. And that was kind of great training ground for me to, you know, to found Daisy. Got it. So talk a little bit more about that. You mentioned that a lot of people are in a rush and they don't have the skills and experience needed to to effectively and successfully run a company. What are some of those skills and experiences? Yeah, I think a lot. Of, I think there's so much hype about you know starting a business and becoming a unicorn, and these things don't happen overnight. There's a one in a million, even smaller than that, one in a billion businesses become like a Facebook or something like that, and and that takes years. And I think some of the kids come out of school. If you're a technical person, like with a degree in engineering, you probably lack the business know-how on how to do corporate finance and cash flow management and sales skills. And I think if you don't have the requisite skills, either in yourself or, or even if you build a team of other recent graduates, a business graduate, there's just so much to running a business that I think it's dangerous to start too soon. You get taken advantage of by investors out there who, who take advantage of the lack of knowledge. So I think not being in a huge rush, I think anything great takes a lot of effort and it's not going to happen overnight. So learning about finance, having a job or two, looking at what other corporations are like, I think that's the kind of patient approach. And then once you're ready, then going out and launching the skills with a you know, with a more you know, launching a business with a more rounded set of skills to me seems the prudent choice. I see a lot of youngsters starting companies and really you know failing you know you know several times, and I could imagine that would be very demoralizing. Yeah. So talking about that a little bit more, what mindset? Kind of a twofold question. What mindset does one need to have in order to be an effective entrepreneur? And secondarily, how do you know when you're ready? So again, two parts. How do you shift your mindset to be an entrepreneur? And secondarily, how do you know when you're ready to step out? I think being an entrepreneur, I think you start out with a mission and a vision and you you, probably, you sell that into the company. And I think if you're able to sell a mission or vision like that inside a business, that's a good proving ground that you have some of the right skills. And so if you're not able to convince the company to embark on a new business or a new project or a new process, I think then that's the message that those are valuable skills. You need to have to be able to sell your ideas to senior business people who are willing to fund the idea. From an entrepreneur, your your executives will fund your idea outside 
entrepreneurs, investors will fund your idea. So I think the ability to have uh, to have some success in being an entrepreneur and then understanding some of the key financial aspects. I think once you have I think those two elements, I think that's a starting point to be confident to, you know, to go out and have a reasonable shot at success. Awesome. So we've learned a little bit about you, your background, and you've given us what I call some golden nuggets on entrepreneurship mindset, applying taking the entrepreneurial skill set and applying it to a corporation. We've talked a little bit about experience needed to run a successful company. Tell us a little bit about Daisy. What do you guys do? Yeah, Daisy, we're an AI platform that, and we uh, help our clients make smarter decisions using AI. And so in retail, we we help our retail clients decide what products they should promote every week, what prices they should charge every week. You know, those are the two core deliverables. Retailers do that every week. It's an almost beyond human capability task. And our AI delivers the answer without a human in the loop. When our clients execute the recommendations that our AI system makes, we are able to grow their sales and profits significantly. We've seen up to 3% on average year-over-year same-store sales growth in retail, uh, specifically in grocery. And that's a significant financial result using AI. So, so, you know, so our mission is to use AI to help companies make decisions that are beyond the capability of humans. And in that way, we free up people to do what people are best at, which is interact with other people, creativity, strategic thinking, working with other partner companies, interacting, those types of uh, activities. So divide the world in two. Do let computers compute, let people do what people are good at, and the combination of the two, I think, will create greater economic efficiency and ultimately will uh, lower the cost of living for all of us, you and I, and and hopefully impact poverty and minimize that. Gotcha. I'm just taking notes here. Give me that again. You said your software allows people to do what people do best, and then you gave three or four really good bullet points. Give me those again. Yeah, I think it's, you know, allow people to do creative thinking, strategy, negotiation with other people, interact with other people, service customers. So I think those are the human types of activities that computers are really incapable of doing those types of activities. So let humans worry about the strategic creative stuff, let computers do the math, math and calculation. So talk about that a little bit, because what I hear, we hear you saying some people might think of as, well, this eventually robots and artificial intelligence are going to put a lot of people out of work. I guess, what do you say to that? What are your thoughts and your position on that? I think that people's job roles will change and be divided like, you know, into those two areas because human beings aren't really good at computing. So, you know, the task of choosing 500 products to put in your the flyer, your grocery flyer, when you have 50,000 products to choose from, the, it's the number of possible combinations to evaluate is, is, you know, almost infinite. So it's beyond human capability to computing. And I think the side that, uh, you know, let people do what they're good at, I think, so the job roles will change. There'll be some small amount of job displacement, like there always is with some technology, but it's not as dramatic as, uh, as people think. I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, job roles will change. A few jobs may be displaced, but the new jobs will, re- will be created to replace that. So as long as we sort support the people who may have job loss in some industries, then, then I think that's 
that's what we've done in the past, and it happens typically every generation. Some new capability comes out. Playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. So I'm looking at my list of, of my notes here, and you're saying, you know, artificial intelligence, robotics, and automation allow people to do what people do best, interact with other people, creative thinking, strategy, service customers. My question, though, is given the direction of social media and the changes in how we interact with each other, it, there's almost a, a conflict there, right? So we're on one end being forced in some ways to interact more, but in some ways we're kind of moving away from interacting with each other. Yeah, I think that's where, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of excessive social media. I think, you know, it's some, some aspects of our, our phenomenal and there's, you know, many things that we all use in our personal lives where this technology has been really helpful. But ultimately, you talk to your family every day. When you go to work, you talk to your colleagues and your peers. And technology is a part of our lives, but it's not the core foundation. I think that things that define us as people is the fact that we can interact with each other and relate to each other and and work together. And I don't think technology can ever replace that, nor should it. That shouldn't be the goal. So I think that's perhaps a a stance is that companies, sh- we shouldn't try to unemploy all of humanity. That, that has to be a bad thing. I, I think, I think using technology to help humanity, I think that's the difference, you know, help humanity, but not replace humanity. You know, I, I think that's for me where we, where we draw the line at Daisy as the, as what our mission is. Got it. As the saying goes, Gary, time flies when you're having fun. It's time for us to wrap up our, our conversation. But if you had one tip or actionable step that you could give the enterprisers to improve their lives or businesses today, what would that be? I think, you know, try to stay level-headed. Entrepreneurship is full of many highs and many lows, and you have to persevere and find a way and uh, not let yourself get caught up on either end of the spectrum. The people around you rely on you to be stable and hardworking and and stick to your vision. And I think it's important to continue to do that. So that would be my number one piece of advice. Stay calm and stable no matter what uh, life throws at you and stick to it. Awesome, awesome. So if people want to reach out to you, learn more about your company and what you guys do, or just ask you questions, how can they do that? Yeah, they can go to our website, daisyintelligence.com. You can find uh, information about the business there, and you can find me on LinkedIn.com. You can look up Gary Serenberta there, and you'll find my contact information. So feel free to reach out. Always happy to interact with those who are interested in what Daisy does or just chatting about business. Uh, I'm happy to uh, help out if I can. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Gary. Hey, thanks very much. Uh, it, was, it was great to be on your podcast. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.